I mean, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you! Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve, and today I'm joined with a first-timer on the podcast. We have my good friend Mark. Hey, Mark. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for being on. I appreciate you, uh, you know, deciding to come on here. And You're very welcome. Appreciate it. Mark, how long have we known each other? A long time. How long is a long time? Since we were five. Since we were five, kindergarten, yeah. I, uh, I saw your shoes. They were Mummies Alive shoes. Great show. Great show. I don't think anyone has ever heard of Mummies Alive out there. Not except for us. Not except We're for us. Ones. Go onto YouTube. I'm going to put a link in the show <laughs> notes for the Mummies Alive intro. It is amazing. Oh, it's the best. You need to watch this show. It was canceled after one, maybe two seasons, <laughs> and it's never been brought back since then. That'll, okay. we'll, maybe we'll do another fight someday about Mummies Alive. Kickstarter for the live action film. Let's do it. We'll, we'll start it. Who would play Jakal? I don't know either. We could have The Rock. Why not? He's in everything <laughs> nowadays. Once you see the opening and you see who you call is, you'll be like, all right, cool. Sounds good. All right. So uh, before we get started to today's fight, I just wanted to mention that the Power Rangers versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles poll ended, and the Power Rangers beat out the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on our poll. Mark is raising his fist in agreement right now. Obviously. I don't know. Eh, You know, that's the uh, democratic system we live in, so I'll take it. I'll take it. It was uh, 66% to 33%, so... Landslide. It was a landslide victory. (laughs) And uh, just a reminder, the Chief Brody versus Finn Shepard poll is still out there, and it ends today, so make sure you listen to the episode and vote also. All right, as always, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you'd just like to say hi to us, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and our Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. I've been able to see on Podbean, we had some listeners from different countries. Awesome. We have, I've noticed, we had someone listen from Canada, uh, I believe Great Britain, Germany, and Australia. So I appreciate to our uh, overseas listeners, keep spreading the word, even here in the United States. Please keep telling people about this. I want to get the word out, and uh, please keep participating. So, uh, Mark, uh, what are we talking about today? Um, well, since yesterday was Harry Potter's birthday. That's right, July 31st. You felt that it would be appropriate to do something relating to Harry Potter characters. When I think of Harry Potter, my mind immediately went to you, because I remember... You just always read them. We, I mean, we both read them as kids mm-hmm. together. We Specifically, had, the seventh one. We had was a, con- a we had a competition. Contest. That's right to see who would finish it first, and I won that. You race. won that race. You did, and I, I still have it in my book. When I bought the book, I wrote in it, "Mark is going down," and I lost. Yep, you beat me in race in, in, in your face. That book. I know, <laughs> I know. So um, yeah, I mean, we went to Harry Potter World together. Mm-hmm. You've been there how many times? Three times. Twice? Four times now. You've been to Harry Potter? F- I think. You just went, what, three weeks ago, two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. So the first time that we both went was in 
2011? 20, 2010. 2010. Before we graduated high school. So 2010. We had a great time. That was before they like reamped it and they have the second park now. Yep. Um, it was awesome. I remember we walked out of the... Hogwarts ride? The Hogwarts ride and our minds were blown. And then we rode it like and two more times. It. Exactly. <laughs> and we got wands. I got Albus. You got... Sirius. Sirius is one. That's right. We had a good time. Butterbeer. You ha- have you had it since then, the Butterbeer? I've had sips of other people's. I haven't yeah. got it myself. It's a little too sweet for me. A little too sweet. But now that we're 21, we can try the fire whiskey, which you it's just said, fireball. You said it's just fireball. <laughs> so that's how they get you. They're charging like $28 for a fire, fireball. And just because it's in the three broomsticks, you're like, all right, I'm totally down for this. <laughs> so, yeah. I, and also, not only was yesterday Harry's birthday, it's also J.K. Rowling's birthday yesterday. And what else happened yesterday in the world of Harry Potter? The, the play? Yeah. The, 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 well, the, the book version the of the book, new play? Yeah, that was released. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. I'm going to order it on Amazon soon. I want to I want to check it out. I've heard the reviews are pretty pretty good. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with I've that. you got it ordered. Do you? Yeah. Nice. Well, well are it was, we, a, it was we, as a gift. Are we having a race now <laughs> and you didn't even tell me? Because you're going to get like a two-week head start well, on me. Well, my girlfriend ordered it for me. Uh, and okay. she ordered it from... England, I think. Oh, so it's an authentic. So, like, I think so. So I don't know when it'll get here. This is so true. if you just get it now, like you'll win. So. All right, I'll, maybe I'll find a PDF version online or something. <laughs> that way I can get a good head start. Considering you exactly, you destroyed is me it in that long? I don't know how long it is. I have no idea. I think it's like it's a two act play. Yeah. So but it's, it's probably just the what? screenplay too. So there's not all That's, the exposition. It's probably a three hour play, right? And stuff. So it's probably fairly easy read. Yeah. Probably, probably sit down and read it in a few hours. I'm sure. I've heard good things, though, so I'm excited to see because it is canon. Too. It is yeah. canon, so that's awesome. All right, so so today, so today, for Harry Potter, like we said, we're going to do which Harry Potter character would win Britain's Got Talent. So the scenario we're setting up here is that Harry Potter characters are trying out for Britain's Got Talent, and the audience are all... Muggles. They're all, they're all just muggles, right? They have no idea that these people... They think they're muggles on stage. They don't know that they're really secretly mm-hmm. witches and wizards, right? So we have two people who we're going to say are going to be the, like, would be the finalists. Like, everybody would be voting for these two. And we're mm-hmm. also going to be talking about, like, who else would kind of be trying out and, like, not do so hot, right? Mm-hmm. So so who do you, so before we get to the two people we chose, who do you think would be some people who would just get the X's from Simon right away? Like, like it, not d- doing it. Depending on the year of Hogwarts that they're in, Ron okay. Weasley definitely. I completely the, agree with in that. In the very beginning. I mean, his wand would be broken. He wouldn't be able to do he anything. He would just hit himself with something and fall over. And Now, you know who could be really cool? Now, Seamus Finnegan, who always blows stuff up, he'd probably get a lot of X's, but he'd also get a lot of laughs from people. Yeah, so his, that's true. So he might, you know, he might make it to the semis, mm-hmm. but he probably, yeah. I don't think he would win at all. Um... Like, Neville in the beginning would probably be a pretty poor choice. Oh, that's true. But he gets cooler as they get older. I feel like looks have something to do with uh, how far you get in the show, too. Like, it's a, it's a factor, and I, I don't think he, he would do well in that category. Neville is really lucky that he's attractive now, because yeah. I feel like if he wasn't, people would not care about him at all. Yeah. And now that he's attractive, people are like, oh, yep, totally doing that. <laughs> I like it. Who else? I mean, let's see. It would be bad. Luna would just be so weird. It would, she like, would she would just be spacing out, waving her hands all around the place. Dot. What if Dobby? Like people would like, be like, what is they that? They'd just freak out. He would snap in, be like, "Hello, Mr. Potter," and leave. And people would be like, "What? What was that?" <laughs> and then they would all have to go to an insane asylum because they said they saw they saw they elf. saw this little elf like in the middle with big like tennis ball sized eyes. 
I mean, who, I mean, Hagrid would probably try out because he's got nothing else going on. Yeah, you know, but he's just gamekeeper. I think everything he would do would be a little bit too much for Muggle eyes. If he was bringing in any of his animals, that's true. And everyone would just freak out and run. And if he's doing any of his, any of his magic, it's out of a, a, a umbrella, <laughs> which is awesome. Which is I, so I cool. I think that's super cool. But people would be like super freaked Flying out. Flying in right? on a motorcycle would be pretty sweet, though. Do they have a hole in the ceiling that Probably would let not. him come through? Probably not. He could he could open it. But you're right. They yeah. could be. He could just be like, "We'll take. We're taking this audition outside." And people would look at him and be like, "This giant. Like, what is he doing <laughs> in here? You know? Why is he not in the NBA? Exactly. He could shave his beard and." Dribble a basketball. He, he, I mean, he, all they have to do is just toss it to him, dunk, dunk, <laughs> every single time. Every single time. Anyone else that you can think of? That would be a bad choice. Be a bad choice. Um, what about Filch? What's his talent? <laughs> Cleaning? <laughs> he could be the janitor at the end of every episode that just mops up the popcorn Dudley? that everyone drops on. Dudley. But he's a muggle, so I don't this, know. This is he true. Really fit if he had his tail, if he still had his tail, and was just like, check this out, I have a pigtail. I'm a little piggy. Exactly. This, I don't know if that's really a talent or not. Now, this is something you brought up earlier for good choices, but we decided not to do this just because we thought it would not be fair. Who were you thinking of? Uh... Well, if we were going to do groups yeah. of people yeah. being able to compete, I was going to say the uh, Bo Batten's Academy Choir or something of the, the sort. V- the Vilas. Because Vilas could just basically mesmerize every, well, the male judges, which I believe there are two. Yeah. And then all, every male in the audience. They would all just vote for them. Yeah, exactly. So They don't even have half to have the, a talent. That's half the audience right there just exactly. for you. you know? Right. It's pretty much over the Durmstrang that guys? They have cool, like, dance yeah, Not was, really dance and, like, moves, the but... sparky... The staffs, the and they're staffs. walking in, exactly. It could be pretty epic. It would be nice. I mean, those two would put up a good... If we were the doing, toad like, a group, choir? The Toad Choir from Prisoner of Azkaban, led by Professor Flitwick. <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, hey... <laughs> they, pr- they wouldn't get very far. They wouldn't get... They'd probably make it to the semis at most, if so. I mean, the frogs don't do much. They just croak the whole time. Yeah. So... It's, it's unique. It... it, it it's a good way of putting it. It's very, very unique. Okay, so, so then, who, so who do you think would win? Britain's Got Talent. Who do you think is the choice that everyone would go crazy for? My choice is Dumbledore. Okay, Albus Percival, Wilfrick, Brian, Dumbledore. Yes. Nice. And I'm taking on Professor Minerva McGonagall. So like the two heads of Hogwarts, essentially, mm-hmm. going at it. So you want to get into some fun facts and trivia about our characters before we get going? Sure, go ahead. All right. So, so I stopped them some interesting things. So, um, she is first introduced in the 1997 Harry Potter novel called Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. In America, it's called the Sorcerer's Stone because Americans are, Americans are stupid and don't know what a philosopher is, so they had to dumb it down for us. Uh, written by J.K. Rowling, and she was in every single Harry Potter novel. I don't know if she's in this new one, though. I guess, I don't know if they consider it the eighth one. Uh, she probably is. She's probably still the headmistress. Yeah. Headmistress. Yeah, Because no she idea. is after the seventh one. This is true. This takes place 17 years in the future, I think. 19 years in the future. Yeah, so she so. still could be, but I have no idea. I don't know if she's in it or not. Um, and then she was portrayed by Dame or Dom Maggie Smith in the 2001 film Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, or Philosopher's Stone, for mm-hmm. her. Uh, UK listeners, and she appeared in every single movie except for Deathly Hollows Part One. She was not in Deathly Hollows Part One because that's the one that takes place, you know. I'm in surprised the... she wasn't in any of it. Though. Yeah, she wasn't in any of it. Interesting. Yeah, so in the books in the film, she's the head of Gryffindor House, like most people know. She teaches mm-hmm. Transfiguration, and she's also the deputy headmistress, but becomes the headmistress after the death of Voldemort, and she takes over 
after that, mm-hmm. especially because Dumbledore's dead and then Snape's not the headmaster anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, then a couple fun facts. She's the first magical character introduced in the book series because she's yeah. the little cat that's hanging around for uh, Uncle, Dur- Uncle Vernon, and she's the second magical character introduced in the film because Dumbledore, Cause Dumbledore comes up first exactly uh, in Roman mythology Minerva is the goddess of wisdom which I think is very fitting for Professor McGonagall because I always thought that she was like a really really smart person mm-hmm. and um, let's see she was the second oldest cast member from the series the oldest was the guy who played Cornelius Fudge some guy named Robert Hardy yep and uh, interesting she was born in 1934 where Professor McGonagall, the character, was born in 1935. So she was pretty pretty close to the age of the character she was portraying. Interesting. Yep. So that's all I got for uh, Professor McGonagall. What do you have for uh, Professor Dumbledore? Um, well, obviously, he, well, he was in every book also. Yep. Um, he was also in every movie in some form. I think at least his, I think his voice was only in seven part one or did they actually show him? I don't remember. Or maybe he was in a flashback. I think in the beginning you see him falling from the sixth yeah. one. And then you kind of see his eye in the glass that Harry has. Is there has. no flashback either? Stuff from like, uh, like the past, like the Pensieve stuff, do they show him? Is I, any of that in the seventh I, one, I part one? I don't think I don't in part remember. one. I think it's all part two. I don't remember. Yeah. But anyway, he's, uh, he was born in 1881. Oh boy, so he's so an So he's a hundred and, he's at like 120 something. When he dies. By the time of his death. Yeah. yeah. Um... He before he was headmaster, which he was for like forty years, I think he took over the headmastership in nineteen fifty seven. Okay. But before that he was the um transfiguration professor. Yeah, just Professor like McGonagall took McGon- it from him. Yep. Yeah. Not took it well, from him, but he hired her basically yep. to take over after him. Exactly. Um he's also held an insane amount of positions in uh in the world. So, he was Supreme Mugwump of the International Confederation of Wizards. Whatever that means. Chief Warlock of the Wizengamot. Um, headmaster, obviously. Transfiguration yep. Professor. Yep. I'm sure, plenty of others that I just and did not I, I find. And re- I remember, because I've been rereading the books, and they wanted him to be Mr. Yeah. for Magic. Yes, yeah, so m- multiple times. Multiple times, but he yeah. couldn't trust himself because yeah. of what happened. Because of his sister. search for power in the right. beginning and what happened to his sister. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he is a half-blood. Yes. Both of his parents were... His mother and father were a witch and a wizard. Right. But his mother was born to muggle parents. So she was so a So he's blood, a half-blood. Okay. It's basically the same as what... I guess Harry. Harry. Yeah, because Harry's, Harry's mom, mom was... Harry's mom was. Yep. And that's why he's considered a half-blood. Interesting. Yeah. Um, obviously he died in the sixth book. Unfortunately. Um... At the hands of Snape, but yep. he told Snape to kill him and not Malfoy. Right. Um, he is one of only two people to ever possess all three of the Deathly Hallows. Second the being other being Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. That's right. Um, neither of which held them all at the same, same time, time, though. Yes. But, um, yeah. Uh, he's also the... I think he's the only, that I know of, homosexual character in Harry the Potter. Harry Potter books at least one through seven that i know of i've read that there may a, have been something added in Pottermore, yeah. one of the side things but yeah. i read that there was a theory that lupin was maybe um a homosexual but, and that like werewolf was supposed to represent that in some way like doesn't really make sense to me. i don't know i saw it online one day and i'm like oh that's an interesting theory i don't know how true yeah. it is or not but yeah so so dumbledore had an affection for um gilbert grindenwald grindenwald yeah but 
it's but, never confirmed whether it was reciprocated. It right. was just feelings. It was his feeling towards him, yeah. And then he was play, portrayed by two different actors in the movies because yes. the first, first one, one, Richard Harris, passed died, away right after the second film. Right, and then Michael Gambon finished finished the role. I like I like both of them. Yeah, I think the first one's a little like more magically, where the second one's a little uh, yeah. more. And I feel like the first one's the a little more traditional too, because throughout three through seven, they kind at some points he deviates from the character you see in the yeah. Book. Like, the one famous one is where he shouts at Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Yeah, and in the book, it explicitly says, he says calmly. Exactly. Um, and he's, like, grabbing him by the jacket. Like, yeah. Rrr. So there's, like, all this stuff where, like, it, throughout the all the books, he's extremely calm. And, like, in the in those later movies, they deviate from that a little bit. Yeah. But other than that, I do like them both. They both did a really good job. Yeah, I like them both, too. Mm-hmm. All right, so, so we have McGonagall. And we have Dumbledore mm-hmm. going up in front of the four judges. Mm-hmm. And there are three different events. Or not really three different rounds. events, but three different rounds. So you have the audition, you have the semis, and you have the final. All yes. right. So what is your audition for Professor Dumbledore? Um, to get everybody to be like, ooh, this person's interesting. <laughs> this is tough. Because you don't want to start off with your best thing. Right. Because you want to save that for the final. Exactly. But you also need to get through the first round. Right. So... It's tough, because I've got different things in my head, but I'm not sure where I would place them. I just had something that I forgot. I can I give you mine for now. use for the audition, yeah. So, for mine, I have her doing Apparition to start. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And I think that's because, it kind of, I was kind of thinking of the prestige with this. Like, everyone's yeah. always seen, like, someone disappear and then reappear. Mm-hmm. But it gets you really interested, because especially when it comes to Apparition, like, the Harry Potter world, they can do it mm-hmm. and appear anywhere in yes. a second's notice. Mm-hmm. So I think by her disappearing on the spot and there's like no trap door or like water tank underneath to like kill her double or something yeah. <laughs> and like appearing on the other edge Spoiler of the... Spoiler alert for the prestige if it's you been haven't out seen for t- it. It's been out for 10 years. <laughs> if you haven't seen it by now, that's your fault. Go see it. It's amazing. But, um, and she's like showing up, you know, 100 yards, whatever, mm-hmm. however big this, the, the stadium, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it is, and being out there and the light shines on her, I think mm-hmm. that like blow people's minds and be like, all right, this person can, yeah. can move forward. I agree. I yeah. think that would be pretty good, but I just thought of what I was going to do for my audition. Go ahead. So, Dumbledore is adept at occlumency. Okay. And whatever the other one is, is I had Ligilumency uh, or something? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce it. But, so that, if you don't know, was shown in the books during um, the sixth book, I believe, when Dumbledore gets Snape to teach. No, fifth book. Fifth book, yeah. Um, teach Harry a clumency so he could keep Voldemort out of his head. Okay. Um, but Dumbledore is very adept at this, so he could do fairly basic stuff, but it's like reading another person's mind. So ah, he could do like a pretty basic human trick that it's like guessing what somebody's thinking and stuff right. like that, but he could do it on a pretty grand scale. So would he be doing that on the judges then, I guess? He could do it... Well, the first round, you Just only need round. to impress the judges. Exactly, not till the later true. rounds that you need the fan vote. So I think that would be something that would go really well. And it, he could mix in something else as far as, like... What do you think he'd, he would do? Like, your mother's, um, your mother's name? Or it could just be... Think it, of something? It could be anything. It could be... Think of, like, a memory from your childhood, and then he could play back that memory exactly as it happened, or something like that. Okay. Or, like something that's obviously before all the judges were famous that like not many people would know and, and only it's like the judge would be like, and oh, it, yeah. and it's uh, something that they're specifically thinking of so it's not like I could like find their old friend and be like here's a story like people are gonna know like so how do you know the judges isn't going along with it though how do you know like the, the concrete proof 
Well, then it could also be something like any magician could possibly do where it's like, okay, write down... Like, it could even be, like, a short story or something. Something like a paragraph. Right. And then he could recite it word for word, and then it'd show up or something. Okay. Whereas, like, normally it's, like, write down a number, but, like, really... Something Make it more grand. Okay. Where it's, like, you would definitely be, like, okay, we want to see more from you. You're on to the next round. Right. I like it. And then he would save the much more grand things and productions for later rounds. All right. Let's move into the semifinals, then. So what would he be doing? What would Elvis Dumbledore be doing in the semifinals? Um... So, he's he's also one of the only people, at least that I'm aware of in the books, that has not perfected, but created a f- way to, without the invisibility cloak, to uh-huh. become invisible. Okay. So this would probably be fairly similar to, similar to apparating. Okay. But, like, disappearing. He could also apparate, I guess. But disappearing and reappearing somewhere else. Okay. Disappearing, making things move, whatever, and then reappearing elsewhere or something like that okay um and he obviously can do that because he well he learned how to do that because of his obsession with the hallows and wanting to recreate the cloak and all that right um but that's something else that basically no one else can do in the harry potter universe so Mm -hmm. no one else could really duplicate that except harry with the cloak but that's true that would be pretty obvious if on stage if he, he pulled just, something he throws, over his head. He's like, Whereas Dumbledore can like just do it on the whim. He could like walk behind a curtain where he can still see a shadow, and he would disappear, but magically keep a shadow there. Okay. And then he would go mess with somebody and be like, maybe have like a mic on and be like announcing what he's making happen. Like, I just put this in your back pocket. I just you know, and people would find things or do whatever, and. I think it would blow people away. I think that would too, yeah. I'm thinking for McGonagall, the next thing she would do in the semifinals is there was a part in the book where she made sandwiches. Yeah, it's like thin, not really thin air because they have to it was, come from somewhere. It was it like really, a charmed plate or something, right? Yeah, and like they constantly like refilling and similar like to that. how the Great Hall food works. Just kind of appears from the kitchens below because yeah. of the house elves, yeah. So what I think they would do is, I mean, whenever you're somewhere, like you and I go to Phillies games all the time, like when they're giving out like the free hot dogs and the shooters, like we're going crazy because yeah. like you want the free food. <laughs> Who wants a sandwich? Do you want a sandwich? So I think... You get a sandwich. No, it doesn't have to be a sandwich. I mean, <laughs> I'd totally be on board with a sandwich. But I think what she should do for the next thing is she could make food appear out of nowhere for everybody. I mean, she would have to have it ready to go mm-hmm. and she'd have to charm it to appear mm-hmm. in front, in the laps of everybody. Yeah. And I think if she did that in like a bucket of popcorn or mm-hmm. whatever somebody, you know, there's a sandwich or anything like that, I think they would go crazy over that and their minds would be blown. Like, mm-hmm. where, did, where, where did this giant tub of popcorn come out of nowhere? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that would be... I think that the would thing that would good. definitely push her into the into the final mm-hmm. round, into the final round. I think the finals is where Dumbledore takes it over, though. This is where he comes out with the theatrics. Oh, really? The he's gonna theatrics. He's gonna play it up a little oh, bit. Yeah. He knows how to sell it. Oh, of course. So as, uh, as uh, Kingsley Shacklebolt once said, "Oh, that's right." I forget he, the quote he exactly. Says, uh, but, you got to admit, Dumbledore's got style. Yeah, there you yeah. go. So I think so. Before we get to the finals, you and I were talking about this before we we started recording. The 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 audience members, we're gonna kind of assume that they're that they're not thinking that this is like satanism or something yeah, you know yeah. they're not like oh my god <laughs> like they're gonna go and like call a priest to come yeah. in and like fix all this stuff because yeah. they're so concerned with what is happening right yeah. now 
or like just run in fear because Lupin's on stage turning into a werewolf eating somebody. Like, yeah, that would that would he would get all four X's right away. They call the cops and they'd be like, what, "What? How did this guy get through screening?" You know, when they when they have the interview, like, "Oh, what are you gonna do on stage?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, I'm just gonna like, kind of turn into a werewolf." Thing. I do an animal thing. I do an I do a, I do a, uh, a show with animals. They're like, "Okay, that's great," you know. And then he goes on stage and just turns into a werewolf, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. So I think that'd be so that that's something very important. We're gonna yeah. we're, we're kind of acknowledging that people are just gonna kind of go with it and accept it for as it is, and mm-hmm. not this is you know witchcraft or anything. Yeah, like that. they're not, not ex- be they're extremely not... fearful of anything that's pretty out of the ordinary. Exactly. So so what's your theatrics then for Dumbledore? So he shows throughout the movies and books that he I I'm just gonna assume it's his favorite type of magic is has to do with fire okay we see him use it in the cave in Half-Life six Prince, yep we see him uh well he has fox obviously we see him light the cabinet on fire yep. without a wand or saying any uh, words this is true yeah and um is that six also or uh that's a flashback in six yeah yep, when he's with when he's young with tom riddle yeah yep so he's very adept at using fire and also water which he uses in his fight against voldemort in the yep, books this is at true. least I don't, I don't remember if he uses it in the movie as well he does in another fifth one yeah with uh, voldemort in yep. the ministry of magic yep. yeah so it would be a type of fire and water show okay Ooh. in combination okay and because he's so adept at not needing a wand or words there wouldn't be like he wouldn't have to shout it would just be like he would just be doing moving his arms, his arms and... bring bring out fire water out of nowhere and that, like, I, as much as this is weird, I'd probably have him wearing a t-shirt because, like, people would just be like, "Oh, he's got a fire and a water gun in his sleeves okay. or whatever." So but, you can, you can, yeah, you can see see, see everything and yeah. like just kind of see like water and fire coming out of seemingly nowhere. Okay, and like clashing in the air and all this stuff. Fox would be flying around, and then like the grand finale would be that exact scene from Fox, F- where he just claps into Fox and disappears. disappears. Now does he reappear or no? He's gone. That's the end of the show. But, but I mean, we, we, like we were and then about the maybe prestige. he you walked, gotta have a prestige. Maybe well, why is that not the prestige? He's got to come back. Uh, okay, well then, or let's. I didn't quite think this far, but maybe he does the prestige thing and appears at the back at of the, the stage. At the back of the stage, okay. Or, like, right behind the judges, just, like, from... Just, the, like... Pops out of nowhere, yeah. just like, hey, I'm here. In a burst of flames. Okay. So he's got a... It's kind of like... It sounds like a Cirque Day Potter kind of show. Kind a little of. Bit. Okay. But I think that would blow the crowd away so much that, like... I feel like it'd also be a safety hazard. Would that cause, like, the sparklers to go off in the but building? But I'm, I'm sure on Britain's Got Talent, I haven't done this research, but... There have been like pyros that breathe uh, fire and yeah, do sure. all that kind of stuff right. and juggle fire and like people do that stuff. So yeah. and especially if he's using water too, where they're like, and he's Dumbledore, the most powerful wizard on the planet. Right. Um, I think that'd be a good show. I think he he would really be able to play it up and okay. like I think with all three rounds he would really prove to everybody like this is a really well rounded performer and right. can like on a night-to-night basis you have no idea what he's going to do at a show so you want to go see him and like i think that's the point of britain's got talent to kind of create like give somebody the chance to like become like a show person and have their own show that people will buy tickets for and i think he would do a great job at that i agree i think uh, showmanship is very important too Mm -hmm. if you if you don't if you don't dress it up then people aren't really going to care and that also allows a little bit of misdirection too exactly whereas you're a wizard you really don't need misdirection but it still makes the people more invested yeah and i mean dumbledore could also throw in like 
apparating, like you said, with McGonagall. Mm-hmm. He could he can probably do some charms and things like yeah. the food stuff. So right, I think he could really sell it, sell it. And I think the fact that he can do most of this without a wand and speaking okay really adds to the mystique of it all because like having like i don't know, like neville up there doing like fire stuff and having to shout what i don't, I don't remember what a incantation for a fire incendio. was yeah like having to shout like incendio and all this stuff like might be okay the first time but for like the whole show incendio that's incendio, true like it, it would get really annoying doing it and he's not and, saying anything and no wand like nothing that it's like obviously shooting out of like a wand or anything it's just a spectacle. Out yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that would be awesome. And like Fox is a phoenix, just looking majestic, and that's true. Maybe he's just sitting on the side to start, and then he comes in and like surfs the fire or something. I don't know. And Whatever. As, as Crazy plus, bird stuff. If someone gets burnt or something, Fox can just cry on them, exactly. and, they, and they'll be safe. <laughs> and know? then praise the bird Jesus <laughs> <laughs> with healing powers. Do you think Howie, like if Howie got burnt? Howie's not the judge in Britain. Oh, that's right. I'm thinking of America because we were watching. We were watching <laughs> yeah. Americans Got Talent earlier. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. I get what you mean. Though. Yeah, yeah, because he wouldn't want the birds' tears on him at all. <laughs> and what would McGonagall's finale be? McGonagall's finale. I think. I think people are kind of anticipating this. They probably have a guess of what it is because I feel like it's cliche, but I feel like it's not because it is pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The fact that she's an animagus and she can turn into a cat, mm-hmm. and I think. That alone is just so insane. With you, you have this little, you know old lady come out. She's probably in her seventies or whatever, and she'll probably be talking to the people and you know talking about pets and people's favorite animals. And everybody loves cats. You know, people are always watching videos of cats on YouTube mm-hmm. jumping off beds. Maybe and doing little transfiguration things here and there, sprinkled throughout. Exactly. the Exactly. She could transform. I don't know Simon Cowell into a water goblet like she does <laughs> in like Chamber of Secrets or something. Um, so, but the thing with the cat is that it happens right away. Like in the, in Sorcerer's Stone, when she's sitting on the the table and she jumps mm-hmm. and she just turns into a cat and or she turns into a human in midair, mm-hmm. and then you look at like Harry and Ron's faces and they're just looked at her dumbstruck, like mm-hmm. holy crap! That's what would the it's audience a wow would moment. be. Yeah. It is a, the, the audience would be like, "What just happened?" Mm-hmm. And especially since she is the Transfiguration Professor, she is a phenomenal Transfiguration. I think that would just seal the win for her. She would go home with the. You know the whatever they win fifty thousand euros yeah, pounds. I don't know what the the, yeah. the transfer factor that is to galleons and sickles and nuts <laughs> in the Harry Potter world. I mean, I'm sure it's a lot. Gringotts is going to mm-hmm. have to do some work. Some conversions. Some conversion factors. But I mean, just that alone. And people love cats anyway. So mm-hmm. if you had a human turn into a cat and now she's just like meowing and she's like purring up on the judges and everything, <laughs> they're going to be like, ah. Yeah, but go for I it. feel like the biggest issue with that is. Well, there's a couple. First is she's not the only Animagus. Like, if Sirius is also competing, like, he would obviously turn into a dog at some point. Or, well, depends like, what, Wormtail depends, would be a rat. Depends what he does obviously. first. Depends yeah. what he does. Yeah, he's exactly. got to get to that if he, point. Yeah. yeah, I understand that. But, yeah. I mean, knowing, like, if Sirius is, like, thinks he might, like, not make it through, like, he's going to do he's his gonna pull, Animagus he's gonna thing. It. Yeah, that's true. But, and then the other thing is, how is that, like, a show that you would find entertaining, like, more than once? Like, I mean, it's a spectacle, and, like, you'd probably get it, like, okay, wow, this is amazing, how is she doing this, like, the first five times, but then it's like, okay, this is her thing. 
That's but, just normal. But it's it's normal, but it's not though. Because yeah. someone's turning into a cat in front of your eyes. Yeah. You're like you're like, how is this person doing? That? I understand that. You know what I mean? I Because there's no because you know you see a magic like you and I are watching America's Got Talent mm-hmm. videos and there was the magician from the Philadelphia Eagles mm-hmm. and like you and I were like talking it out and trying to figure out oh like how could he do this how could he do that like we were like theorizing possible ways there is no possible way of someone figuring out how a human turned into a cat it's in pretty obvious three Steve Go right she ahead. drops out a trap door the cat comes up out of the other trap oh, door and it's extremely well trained and then this is the problem though come on if 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 her cat ever gets into a feud with another magician cat, mm-hmm. they could like screw each other over, <laughs> like the prestige again, mm-hmm. and then her whole act could just fall <laughs> apart in front of the scenes, you know? Exactly. Where, taking... Where's the holes in Dumbledore's show? There isn't any, Steve. Uh, Snape kills him in the middle of the act. <laughs> Snape just comes out and kills him. Well, and there are, no trap, is... there are no trap doors in my act, so it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> oh, hush. Uh, <laughs> but, um... One thing, another thing where I think Dumbledore takes this is that as a character, I feel like he's way more, at least in the movies, I mean, in, in the books he's extremely even killed, but he's, like, more charismatic and extremely likable. Okay. And I, as much as, like, McGonagall, like, has her moments and is great and, like, she's always helpful to Harry, she never comes off as, like, uh, like extremely friendly or, like, charismatic or like exciting or like somebody you want to be around all the time she's like pretty stern right and like not very animated i think that's the teacher side in her exactly she needs to be but but that's, she... that's only in the classroom like we don't know what she's like at the three broomsticks like she's I mean... caught she's knocking back a couple fire <laughs> fire whiskeys and some butter beers and she's having a good time so i mean like you know like think of like one, one of your the best moments in Deathly Hollows Part 2 is when she makes all the, the statues come to life and mm-hmm. she just goes I've yeah. always wanted to use that spell you know and you're just like oh my god Agul, you're so yeah. great you're and so I mean great. when she she lets loose she has a couple moments but could, would she be able to like put on a show yes like I feel like we see different times where Dumbledore like does these things these where it is a show like okay. he, he showed that he can be a showman you okay. know Okay. And like put on an act that like I think, will dazzle people. I think she could dress it up, and it would just happen like that, and then like the people would just go nuts. Mm-hmm. Kind of like she would like do a lot, a little bit of exposition, get the people like interested, like oh, what's happening? And as with the this final right now? thing, and then and then she would just do it on the spot, and then people would just blow their mind, blow their minds because they had no idea that was coming at all. They'd be like, "What is this lady talking about? Yeah. You know, like cats and pets. What do you like? And yeah, like, boom, cat on yeah. the spot. So I can see that. Yeah, I just feel like. Dumbledore has so much in his arsenal that okay. like he could keep innovate like innovating, changing up the show. So you think McGonagall's act would get old? Yeah, especially if like apparating, especially like if everyone that's competing in the show is a wizard, like mm-hmm. they can all apparate for the most part. Right. Like I'd say like ninety percent can apparate. Right. And I mean, the first time a judge sees that, they're gonna be like, "Wow!" And then like I'm mm-hmm. sure a bunch of others will do it, and it'll be like, "This is old." Right. Like, people need people to do new things. It. I hear you. Um, but like when I was thinking of who to pick, I was thinking like maybe a Death Eater because of their cool like shadow cloud uh, thing they the do way, when the they, they apparate. That's true. So like it's different from how everyone apparates and like they could make that into a show and like they apparate a lot of different ways in the movie too yeah because there are times where like the good guys are like white when they apparate and And sometimes where it's just like a blink yeah yeah, out of nowhere so yeah but you know what i'm saying i'm picking up what you're putting down so i feel like like dumbledore has shown like all these different types of magic he can use like utilize water and fire he has fox he can turn invisible he can um 
can revive people with the ring if he has it at that point in time. Oh, so now we're bringing, <laughs> now we're bringing the Deathly Hollows into this? Oh, well, boy. I mean, I don't... I feel like using a wand <laughs> we, is something that wouldn't work, but, I mean, bringing back a spirit, that's pretty I, badass. You're gonna go up to Simon Cowell and be like, hey, you wanna see your dead mom? <laughs> Boom, here you go. It's like, what? Exactly. Auto win. He, he made crazy. the show. But you didn't pick the Resurrection Stone, so I'm not holding you to that. It doesn't count. Okay. So, so yeah, so so that's who we got. So who would win? Britain's Got Talent. We have Professor Dumbledore doing his amazing performance shows. He's a great yeah. showman, so I could see that. Yeah. Professor McGonagall doing her very concise yet effective cat transformation from a human to a cat in 0.3 seconds or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, then you have all these other people who would not do well, whether yeah. it's Lupin killing people by accident <laughs> or Hagrid, you know, putting tails on audience members Ron shooting himself with a spell making himself eat slugs you know it's like Mm -hmm. not gonna work yeah so so Mark I uh, appreciate you coming on today I appreciate you having me I hope you come back again soon I'm sure I will so um, as always there will be a uh, Twitter poll where you can vote to who you think would win this uh, crazy season of the Harry Potter characters on Britain's Got Talent Um, Please remember to always subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in the show. Uh, We really appreciate it. Thanks again, Mark, for being on. Thank you. All right. uh, Goodbye, and we will be back next week. You may not like him, but you can't deny Dumbledore's got style. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.